Hello and welcome to Healthline 3. I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking with Account Executive Wendy Neely and Patient Care Manager Emily Vikas. And they are with Krista's Hospice Report Bossier. And today we're talking about giving the gift of hospice, time, family, and support. So if you have questions about hospice care, you can speak directly with Emily and Wendy and we'll be taking your calls throughout the show. As a reminder, please make sure you're in a quiet room with your TV turned all the way down so we can hear each other. And the number to call is 318-219-4569. And you'll see it at the bottom of your screen throughout the show. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We really happy appreciate it. Uh, we're so happy to talk with you about this. So let's go ahead and start over. We talked mm -hmm. about earlier this morning and just a few minutes ago about mm -hmm. defining really what hospice is because some people have all kinds of ideas what it really means. So Wendy, mm -hmm. why don't you start? Tell us what hospice care is. So hospice is, like we said, living, loving, and making every single moment count. Um, it's for patients who are facing a terminal illness and they're not seeking that curative treatment. Hospice will be called in to help manage these symptoms, and there's a lot of misconceptions on hospice, and we hope to clear some of those up today as well. And it's interesting you say they haven't chosen curative treatment. Mm -hmm. There's not cure. It doesn't mean they can make that choice and decide this is how I want to live my life, which is even more important for hospice to come in, right, to yes. enhance that quality of that, giving that patient the freedom and the power to make sure. their own decision, right? That's right. So talk to us about that a little bit, um, Emily, since you are firsthand with that. You're an RN. Correct. There. Yes. As well as the manager, though. Correct. So, um, you know, sometimes they can decide if they want curative treatment or if they don't want curative treatment. Some patients, they're tired of being in the hospital. They're tired of having to go back and forth. So we can give them that option to come home and keep them as comfortable as we can. And tell us about the family side of it. What else? It's, it's, I mean, it's more than just caring for the patients. Correct. The family. So, you know, you care for them as a whole, you know, including the family members and all the family members. And so we come in and we provide support and for them to have somebody that they can lean on to help manage that patient's symptoms and their pain and emotional, physical, all kinds of support that they may need. And let's talk about specifically, because we talk about family, time, and support, just as a whole, those are the three factors that all play off of each other. So how does that work together with time, giving them time, having time, giving them time to be something uh, we talked about too because when you go in as an RN and sometimes you might be a friend with that and like you could be able to tell a friend yes. like I'm I'm the nurse right now yes. and that's kind of what you're doing with hospice right so the family doesn't have to care for everything that's you're right. saying just care for it we're here so it's right? a huge it's a huge um, burden and exhaustion being a caregiver it, you're emotionally attached to that it's your family member mm -hmm. and so we try to come in and help pull some of that off of them to help them be able to also love on their families and be able to take care of them as well. Because you offer everything. Like if someone needs a hospital bed, they'll yes. say they want to stay at the home. Because sometimes we think they have to, they're in hospice, that means they're at a different location. But they can be in hospice care at home. Correct. And if they need the things that they would mm -hmm. get at a hospital, is that true, Wendy? That's right. Hospice can be, be provided wherever a family or a patient calls home. So if that patient is at home, a nursing home, assisted living, wherever they call home, we can provide their hospice care. We will provide a hospital bed, um, any DME that they need, oxygen, a walker, a wheelchair, a bedside commode, incontinence briefs, whatever is going to help their quality of life, we're going to provide that for them. And it's at no cost. Medicare covers the hospice benefit at 100%. 100%. That's right. Just total care. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we think about that when you're in that care. If you're in a hospital, we take for granted we're in the hospital, they're going to have everything we need. They're going to have every little bandage, everything. That's, right. That's what you supply there. And quickly, 
Yes. It's almost right away. You need a hospital bed, what time can we deliver it, right? Right. It's typically same day. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Within just right. a few hours. And even a walker, maybe, mm -hmm. if they are mobile, but they need a little little help getting around. Right. It's absolutely right. everything. And do you go in and tailor it to them? Do you say, what, tell us specifically, or can you, also I'm sure you can watch them and suggest things. Like, Correct. Might, you know, do you think it would help if we had this? How does that work? So sometimes they'll sit, like we'll send the RN in and she can assess the situation on what the patient may need. You know, we, we can assess the bathroom and see if they need any kind of shower chair or um, any aids to help them bathe. Uh, we also can look at the home and decide is a walker safe or is a wheelchair safe. And so we, we assess them as a whole. Okay, and there are things I'm sure you notice when you're at the house. Do you look around and make suggestions? Maybe there's a rug that yes. maybe you look for safety yes. things around the house to help them even create an environment? Absolutely, so care? you know, in the hospital you have, it, it is a safety place, you know, the home you have all of their stuff there and you know, their animals and their kids and so there's a big safety issue that we have to address with the patients and the family members and as well. Family members. Mm -hmm. And um, do you, so what does it take to qualify? First of all, so to qualify, they have to have a life-limiting illness or a terminal illness that they're not seeking curative treatment for. Some disease processes, there is no curative treatment. So if a patient maybe is Alzheimer's and they're and they're in that end stage, they could possibly be eligible. You know, um, it depends on what all is going on with them. Nothing is ever just black and white. So we look at the whole picture. Um, we have patients who have heart failure, COPD, ALS, so we'll take everything into account. Um, our patients who are diabetic, they'll still continue their diabetes medications. Our heart patients will still continue their heart medications. So just because that we get them on for Alzheimer's doesn't mean we're going to stop other medications. It's all a part of that symptom management. And so eligibility back to that is based on a terminal illness of a life uh, expectancy of six months or less without any type of curative treatment. And do you run into that sometimes they're afraid, I've got this medicine, but if I give up my doctor yes. and come to this, they don't realize that you even will refill the person, you'll handle that for them. Yes. You make right. sure that the medicine is always accurate, checking the dates, they've got their medicine. It's not, it's yes. doctor care that they well, they mean your care instead of a doctor's care, but you continue right. the medications. And I always right? try to educate them to, you know, you don't have to go back to your doctor. You know, we're here for us to take care of everything for you. So you don't have to continue to go back to that doctor. Even though we have you for Alzheimer's, I can take care of your heart medis medication as well. And so you don't have to keep going back and forth to the doctor. That's the whole goal. Mm -hmm. Such a relief because I'm sure there's a lot of fear. Yes, when you go is. over, you're used to seeing your doctor and all of a sudden it's time to go to hospice mm -hmm. care and it can be a little frightening. Mm -hmm. you know. And some patients have that bond with their physician and they want to go back and see them and that's that's okay. We work with them on that. So we'll never tell someone, no, you can't go to your doctor. You can, but it's so hard, especially when the winter time comes, flu and COVID out there, they don't want to be exposed to that. So we will keep their physician up to date, and a lot of them are just saying, I'm, I just don't want to get out anymore. So we'll go in and manage everything head to toe. Which is really comforting, yeah. and it's another thing. Do you find that sometimes they're afraid in hospice that they don't have a choice anymore, that you are the ones making the decisions, and that is not true? That is not true, yes. The family and the patient have a big role in what goes on in their care. They are the leaders, and we customize a plan of care based on their needs. So everybody's journey is different. 
So their plan of care will look different than somebody with the same disease process, you know, in the next town. It, it's all different. <laughs> they, you know, and to bridge off of that, you know, some of them have sitters, you know, and they don't need quite as much care. Um, some of them, there's only one caregiver there. And so, you know, we may come in more often to relieve some of that load. And so they could have the exact same diagnosis, mm -hmm. but they're, like she said, their plan of care is mm -hmm. totally different. Because everything is individual, mm -hmm. right? It's right. a different, different individual plan of care. Correct. Yeah, That's it. tailored to the comfort and longevity and quality while they're there. That's right. Yeah. Right. And so, so tell me a little bit more about the care. How often does the nurse go out to see the patient? So like we, you know, to also bridge again off of that, it's based on the patient's needs. You know, when, whenever the initial nurse goes out to do the assessment and to admit the patient, we do an evaluation on kind of what they need. Um, you know, a person that's walking around and ambulatory and still able to care for themselves, we may start them out at twice a week uh, as to for the RN. Um, now someone that's bed bound and has multiple wounds and just needs more attention, we would start, you know, we would we'd go up more often as well as the aids as well to mm -hmm. help clean them and bathe them and stuff like right. that. Right, and you can adjust that. Like Absolutely. if you're out there once a week and you just say, you know what, I'm gonna come by again on Thursday. It's Absolutely. Tuesday, but I'm gonna come check on That's you right. again. And and then does that change anything? Like is that a, their whole plan changes or anything? Or is this just really like just care? Like I, I just think I need to come see you again. Mm -hmm. here. That's right. And they're on that plan. And so you mentioned AIDS. So the nurse is not the only one available to come out and see someone who doesn't get out much and they want this care at home, right? Is there, oh, absolutely So not. what other people are available to come and visit? So we have, you know, your nurse and then you have uh, our hospice aides that come in and help clean them up and get them dressed and take them to the shower. Uh, they paint their nails. They'll do all kinds of things. Um, we also have the chaplain and our social worker. They're there for uh, emotional support. You know, the social worker can help make arrangements that you need, uh, fill out paperwork that you need. Um, and then you also have our volunteers that come in and go run to the grocery store for them, get them things that they need, you know, come and sit and just talk to them. Um, so we have a bundle of Sorry. people that come in and mm -hmm. love on these people. <laughs> That's wonderful to know. It's yeah. such a resource to have, because sometimes you find that they just, they do really just want someone to talk to. They just want mm -hmm. to, and they may ask you questions like, what is this, what's going to happen to me? What is going right. on? And you're there for comfort to let them know what's mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. And and you can bring it. They say, can you get me someone? And you have resources outside of what you offer. If they say, I want to talk to someone like this, can you do some research and find someone to come and talk to them about? We can. Yeah. We can. We'll find out what they're what they're wanting. Um, we have social worker and chaplain support as well. So um, if they need certain, uh, maybe they want a priest to come out and do last rites. We can definitely do that. Um, so anytime that they need anything special like that, absolutely. Because the clergy, if they do want a specific, mm -hmm. they have a specific religion or they have right. a specific, or the family members, maybe be a different religion, mm -hmm. or you have a lot of dynamics, I'm sure, that requests that. I'm sure yeah. the answer is never no, it's let me see what I can do. Absolutely. That's to comfort the whole family. That's right. Yeah. So what are the first steps and how do you tell, what if you have family who need to talk to someone, mm -hmm. the family knows that the patient is probably ready for this. Do you help them with how to, how to talk to them about that, what's the first thing that a family needs to Absolutely. do or know when they know it's coming and it's that awkward conversation yeah. to start? Right. The first step, they can do one of two things. They can talk to their physician and say, you know, this is what we're facing. What are your thoughts? And see what the physician says. If they're just wanting information, like what is this? How, how can we 
get started, they can call us at Christus Hospice, Shreveport Bossier, and we'll, we'll start the process of this is what it looks like, this is how to get started, and go that route as well. And then do you pretty much take care of the paperwork and help them with that, or how does we do, that? We do. Um, if they have an upcoming appointment, they may want to go see their physician then, or we can make that phone call for them and let them know, and then I'm sure the physician will be in touch with them just to confirm everything mm -hmm. and get started. Once we get the paperwork, um, we make contact back with the family and can actually send a nurse typically that day uh, yeah. to get their care started. We're always available 24-7 for emergencies, questions, concerns. We have a nurse on call, and um, so it's never never a wrong time to call. That's a really comforting, too, because you might think it's one of those 9 to 5 or shifts mm -hmm. or something, but really, if something happens in the night or say it's 6 or 7 o'clock, you don't want to bother anyone, you figure right. everyone's home eating dinner, you can still call. There's someone there who is there waiting to take your call. Oh, absolutely. Right. There's yeah. someone always on call, and it goes all the way from emotional support just calming somebody down on the phone to us, mm -hmm. you know, the nurse leaving and going to take care of a crisis that they're in. And do you mm -hmm. get that a lot? Do you get we families do. calling or the patient mm -hmm. a little upset? Will the patient call? I'm sure you probably have family members knowing the relationship you have with the patient saying she needs, can you call her yes. or can you call him? Yeah. Where I think there's a little stress there. So yeah. you're there for comfort all the way around. All the way around. Yeah. And so if someone is in there, say they come in and they've been given maybe six months to mm -hmm. a year and, and you think that's pretty much, we're looking at that, but it's not mm -hmm. ironclad, of course. And then because of the quality of life and everything you offer, a lot of times they will live longer. That's all right. And Absolutely. so what happens if they live longer than what you thought? Can they stay in hospice? How, is there a limit or? So, go ahead. They I'm most sure. definitely can. Um, you know, we, it's kind of a, just about that prognosis, um, but it's also, you know, sometimes we've discharged patient, patients, they've gotten better, um, and we were able to let them go, um, but we do try to keep them on, uh, and as they decline, you know, we document that as well, and um, is there anything you want to add to that? Well, I think if, if they graduate off of our program, we will transition them to an appropriate level of care, mm -hmm. whether that be home health or maybe put them on the palliative care where the nurse practitioner comes out. Okay. So um, they may requalify, yeah. you know, in six months. If they've had a decline, we can renew their service for another extended period of time. Okay. Well, we mm -hmm. have a caller for you. Okay. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for calling. What's your question? I was just wondering what areas y'all service. I live out in Divi and I know there's not much health care options out there. Do y'all service that far? Yes, ma'am, we do actually. We service a 50 mile radius. Yes, and we actually have patients okay, in the so Vivian much. area. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Thank Thanks you. For Thanks calling. for calling. That was actually my next question. So we were talking about how far yeah. the reach is from your because what's the address? Where where are you located? You're located in it says Shreveport Bossier, so mm -hmm. you're right in the middle of there, and then it's. So our office is actually at Ashley Ridge okay. and 425 Ashley Ridge to be exact. <laughs> and we're happy to be there. We just had our grand opening. Congrats. Um, thank thank you. you. But we do have a 50 mile radius the way the crow flies. So mileage wise, you know, it kind of varies, but the way the crow flies, 50 mile radius. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we service quite a few areas. <laughs> yes. It sounds like it because 50 mile radius, that's mm -hmm. a lot of yes. territory there. Mm -hmm. And to give that kind of care and be all that's right. out there. So do you have a big staff of nurses and social workers and, and clergy and people that could go? It's Absolutely. Yeah. We, and we're always trying to, you know, find staff as well. Um, but each each nurse and each social worker and chaplain, they have their, their little area 
that they cover mm -hmm. and their list of patients just to keep some consistency mm -hmm. with the patients and the family members because yeah. they enjoy seeing that same face That's every right. time. That's very important. That's a very good point that you mm -hmm. made. Consistency, consistency is key. It is. So if they can keep that same nurse, they're able to see the changes in mm -hmm. the decline or the improvement versus having a different face in there all the time. It so. really is. And it's unsettling maybe too. That person may, just, it may be as small as they didn't put the cuff on the same way the other yeah. one did or something. You just never know yeah. what someone is going through. When they're that. very fragile time, yeah. it's, a, it's a very fragile time for all of these, everybody involved. Mm -hmm. And so any amount of stress relief or comfort that we can provide to them is our main goal. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thread that I think we'd like to get through that hospice care and why we're talking today. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than medical care. That's it right. is that, but hospice care is a total different way of thinking about life. What well, it is truly a gift. It's so yes. so beautiful that we're talking about this, especially during the holiday season, but to really be talking about the gift mm -hmm. of quality life at this yes. point for yes. everyone involved. And and with quality, not all of our patients are at home. A lot of people think of hospice, they're bed bound, they're in the bed, that's it. So many of our patients are up and about and to say, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of this back and forth to the hospital. I'm, I'm here, manage my symptoms. I know I have six months, the doctor told me, but let's make it a great six months. Mm -hmm. Some of our patients travel. And so if they are, it's the holidays, if they want to travel to a family member or wherever in another state, then we can contract with another hospice in that area in case of an emergency so that they're never without any care. Right there, another wonderful gift. You're mm -hmm. not bound, you're not limited, yeah. you're not cut off from anything. Mm -hmm. Especially to think that you're, you're not cut off from another family member you want to see at this time, because you do That's have right. this time. You're there to say, let's make it the best. And That's what if right. the best is, I want to see everybody that I can while I'm still here. That's and right. I want to feel good, and I want them to see me healthy and thriving. Because right. I can imagine being a patient, but wanting to go see a family mm -hmm. member who can't get out. Mm -hmm. Maybe the That's patient right. is mobile, but someone they want to see isn't. Because mm -hmm. uh, we talked about there's all ages. This is not just um, people that we think of as maybe mm -hmm. our grandparents or grandparents at the edge of That's their right. life. There are a lot of uh, all ages of all people ages. who need this care. And Absolutely. especially with our, our younger age groups, sometimes they, you know, they sign up on service, but then they may go, you know what, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, let me go back to the doctor. And that's fine. If, if, if it's to seek curative treatment and they need to come off a of service, it's okay. Absolutely. Um, you can always get back on when it's time you know, when, you, when you're ready. Mm -hmm. So you're never bound to, well, if I get off, I can never get back on, or I'm gonna be responsible for the bill because I got off. No, mm -hmm. you know. And that's the good thing about hospice is there's, there's so much education. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that people don't know what we do. And there's so much room for change and flexibility. It is probably one of the most flexible jobs that I've done as a nurse, you kind of have to be able to change, you know, and mm -hmm. so it's okay if you discharge and need to come back to us because you're not quite ready. It's okay if you want the nurse once a week and then the next week you need us three times a week. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just being able to take care of them as a whole. How amazingly accommodating 
right. you are to, you. to do that for someone and to mm -hmm. make that your, your livelihood and mm -hmm. what you do. So Emily, what would you say to someone who's listening right now? They're a caregiver, they're a nurse maybe, and they're saying, I think this is what I, would, I want to do. What would you say to someone who came to you and said, I think this is what I want to do? As in like do hospice? Do a hospice, yeah. It will be one of the best things mm -hmm. that you ever get into. Uh, it makes me feel very prideful to be able to give this care to our patients and our family members. Um, you're their support and you get to go home and feel that you helped somebody today and in the most trying times of their entire life. And so it's a wonderful thing. It really is. If you want to make a difference, mm -hmm be a hospice nurse. All nurses are amazing and I'm sure they make a difference in every aspect of the field, but to really go home and sleep well knowing that you made an impact and you touched someone's life that there's no words to describe it. I've got goosebumps. There's <laughs> yeah, no words too. to describe <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to be with someone. What an honor we were it's talking about. It's a privilege. It is. Yeah. It is. So yeah, I'm sure so speaking nurse to nurse to someone out there, I'm sure they're really, that's touching them and they're understanding mm -hmm. what that really means to right. to study that and do that. And we have a wonderful team, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. it, we're all tight and work very well together, so, you know, Our medical directors are amazing. They so are. our patients are in the best care. Um, we have Dr. Massengill and Dr. Kana. They absolutely love hospice, they love what they do, and they're available for us 24-7. We just pick up the phone mm -hmm. and they're there. Now that's, seeing that carries over, that's incredible mm -hmm. too. So not only are you telling them, you know, your patients and your families were available to you, you have that saying with your, it means a lot. When mm -hmm. you come from a company, you're with a company that does that and understands it and carries it through. Right. And that's another thing that speaks to the thread. We're talking about hospice is hospice is hospice. That's mm -hmm. what it is. And you're all taking care of each other too. And that really means a lot. It says yeah. so much, especially this time of year. I know I keep going back to that, but really, um, it must be really, it's difficult all the time, I'm sure, but during the holiday seasons and no one wants to really face this, is there a lot of denial all the time or? So during the holidays, you know, we, we most definitely see that. We kind of sometimes see a, a slowdown on our admissions during mm -hmm. the holidays because they want to enjoy their holidays. They don't want to accept that um, having to be put on hospice before Christmas, you know, mm -hmm. and so we do deal with that a lot and it's a, a lot of it's just education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like that's a lot. Yes. Do you do a lot? Is it like the bulk of what well, you do a lot of education? That is the bulk of my job, yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of education. <laughs> um, explaining to these families what we're here for and reiterating to them and providing emotional support over and over and over again. And you may say the same thing four times, but it's okay because it's what they need to hear. I'm glad you brought that up because I know that probably family members are like, I think I've asked this. I'm sorry. I heard you, but I just wasn't listening because I wasn't right. you know, there. It's hard to process it. Do you find that? Mm -hmm. that? That's a lot of why there's a lot of repetition and there's no no silly question. There's no, don't worry about it. Don't filter. Absolutely. Just ask it. Just yes. don't worry about sugar coating or trying to be kind. Tell the family members, right? Just be yeah. yourself. Well, and some of our patients literally go from one week, they're fine, and then the next week, the, the family members happen to bring them home and change their entire life and you know they have to work and it it's just a lot of stress and so you know we want to be able to come in and help them with some of that mm -hmm. and you find it's it's um 
you find you get to be that neutral person. Say there are two different sides of the family who have different, mm -hmm. you know, needs and, and wants for the patient, mm -hmm. and sometimes that always doesn't always coincide, or they're not communicating, and you get to be that focused on the patient and mm -hmm. help the family as much as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And how, once they realize that the medicine is there to help them. A lot of times they'll they'll understand and say, okay, yes, let's go ahead. But sometimes you know, it is a challenge. Um, but that's where we come in and educate and and still honor their wishes. Um, so every case is different and unique, and and we have an amazing team that will absolutely go with absolutely. them on that. And it, like I said, you know, it goes back to flexibility. We have to. You may have a family member that feels a certain way, and you may have another one that don't. The nurse and the staff has to be kind of flexible to be able to accommodate everyone. Mm -hmm. so. so yeah, because it does all filter in all the way around, mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that when you leave the house that day, you've done the best you can to make everyone comfortable. Absolutely. And, and like you said, it's just education mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. and over too. Absolutely. So talk to me about being an account executive and being like the business side of it too. Yeah. And what is that? Because all of it plays in together. It's not either or. And like you said, it's such a team. Mm -hmm. Everything. Is. So what is mm -hmm. your role, and how does that work? So my role is to go out and educate the community, um, physicians, nurses, uh, nursing facilities on what it is, what hospice is, and how we can help, and how we're different and unique. Um, so that that's what I do. We do events, we do the Alzheimer's walk, all kind of fun stuff to, to let the community know that we're here from them, uh, or here for them. And we do even um, our veterans, we have a We Honor Veterans program we're a level four, almost a level five. Almost. We'll be there at the first of the year. <laughs> almost. And so what does so, that mean? So we, it's specialized for our veterans and giving back for them oh. and community education on our veterans. And we will go into certain facilities and honor our veterans on Veterans Day. And that's something that I'll participate in with mm -hmm. the volunteer coordinator and let them know that we're here for them. Thank you for your service. You're not forgotten. And um, do a lot of stuff at the end of life mm -hmm. even for them and they appreciate it they really do the mm -hmm. little smiles you get on their little faces <laughs> yeah. is just beyond belief i can tell it mm -hmm. warms your heart mm -hmm. yeah, it, that's it got to be exciting yeah because you never forget where you are and what that's you're talking right. about and when you see them probably forget for a little while mm -hmm. and just smile and have a good time yep. and enjoy mm -hmm. this quality of life they're having that's yeah. got to be very rewarding absolutely yeah. and to be involved in the community that is right. you know me, pe me people might not know that they and they and they may not we do a lot of um drives for like cattle council on asian we do a fan drive to give back to the community we'll do blanket drives mm -hmm. to to give out to those that are in need even just a simple blanket make someone feel good Absolutely. you know sometimes patients don't have family members mm -hmm. and so they rely really on the hospice team and so we'll do fundraisers like that and donate them a warm blanket and um, yep. just go all out for them because we have some in facilities that there's there you know there's nobody there for them you know mm -hmm. and so you just bringing them some flowers or like she said a blanket it makes their world all mm -hmm. the difference in the world and that's a good thing to talk about too sometimes we think um, someone's in hospice care and we admit, we want to imagine that they're surrounded, the bed is surrounded with other loved ones mm -hmm. or one or two there to hold their hand and hospice is coming in yeah. and we've got the aides in there. But sometimes uh, you even take care of the people who are in this situation yeah. all by themselves. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's in facilities like hospitals or? Uh, a lot of nursing, nursing homes. homes. Uh, we, we, go, we have assisted livings, we do nursing homes. Um, even independent that? livings, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, 
just wherever they call home. Mm -hmm. And we've had unique situations where they're at their home, but then they want to go to uh, maybe another daughter's home, mm -hmm. and that's okay. We can make that happen. And, and coordinate absolutely yeah because mm -hmm. that changes too you just don't know it's working out one family member and decides it's gonna be better at this daughter's house and so yeah. then you help coordinate that move there's that's just right. nothing that you won't mm -hmm. be able that's to right. and just like you know if they decide that they want to move mm -hmm. to, to Texas or we we will take care of getting them another hospice that takes care of them we'll take care of all of that oh that's mm -hmm. good to know too mm -hmm. so yeah so they're always once they're in your care boy it's a Wonderful, yeah, okay. easy to see. Well, they just live longer and happier lives and okay. so happy to be with you. And so we talk about all kinds of family members, all ages, mm -hmm. all different kinds of, and we kind of touched on a little bit before, but maybe if someone has, they've been diagnosed with something and maybe it's a little further on when they catch mm -hmm. it and they decide they don't want to have the, they don't want to mm -hmm. have it. Um, and they want to go into hospice care. Can they go in while they're feeling healthy or do they have to wait till they get to a certain point? It's like, look, I've been given this diagnosis. I feel great, but it's, yeah. it's they, the doctors have told me I probably don't have very long. Absolutely. They can still go into your care, yes. and even though they're out having a good time, they might still be working, they're doing that, they're just still in your care. That's right. And then you said if they change their mind, mm -hmm. decide, you know, maybe I do want chemo, I kind of want to, you know, I'm feeling yeah. so good, maybe I do it. they can do that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. go with their life. Absolutely. But if that doesn't work either, they can come they back. They can come right back. So. Mm -hmm. And we actually prefer to get them sooner. We, because yeah. it gives us more time to provide them those benefits that are offered to them. And so we, we, we would like to get them sooner that rather than later and they not really get the full benefit of what hospice is. Mm -hmm. And you find that happens sometimes. They wait, the family members might wait until it's really, they think that they have to wait until the patient yes. is really right. bedridden or, or not well, yeah. but they can come sooner and help that. They can come that. sooner. If they're having good days, that's fantastic. Yeah. We'll fantastic. take them on this journey from the good days to the very end. Yeah. So. And just try to make them all good. Mm -hmm. That's right. right. What's one thing, Wendy, I'll start with you. What's one thing you'd really like our viewers to know about hospice care? That hospice is, it's a wonderful experience. It is for the patient, but for the family as well. And anything we can do to make their quality of life the best, that is what our goal is. All right. And Emily, you too? We want to take care of all of y'all and uh, provide the best care that we can. And then if y'all need anything, you just give us a call. We're just a phone call away. Sorry. That's wonderful. It's been such a pleasure talking with you, you today. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. No, yes. Happy and everyone, thank you so much for being with us today talking about hospice care. Thanks always for joining us on Healthline 3. We'll see you next time.